From interviews and investing to careers and credit, we've got you covered. Wallet Watch is a podcast brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be interviewing industry experts, sharing personal stories, and even playing some fun games, delivering financial topics in a fun and interesting way. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Devante. We're so glad you're here. As we continue our conversation today about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it is important for us to have individuals from multiple perspectives. Today, we're venturing into unique views on authenticity in the workplace. According to research, about a third of employees in North America feel pressure to suppress their personal values and beliefs at their place of employment. At the credit union, we believe being who you are perfectly aligns with our mission and core values. Today, we have the current leaders from the African-American Employee Resource Group here to discuss bringing your genuine self to work. Hello, Juwan, Prince, Jennifer, and Brittany. Hello. Hello. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. And to get started, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Good morning, everybody. My name is Prince Salas. I'm the president of the African-American Employee Resource Group. My name is Brittany Childs, and I'm the current vice president of the group and a call center loan specialist. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer Norkby. I am the treasurer of the employee resource group, and I also work in the call center. Hello, everyone. My name is Juwan Howard. No relation to the basketball player and coach. I work at the Central Park branch, and I am the communications lead of the AAERG. So we're here to talk about authenticity today. Authenticity at its core is really who you are at its, as a person. Being authentic is living your life according to your own values and goals while dropping judgment, ending the pursuit to please others, and truly recognizing that you are good enough and being open to connect with others. I really think it's important that we have these conversations. I think one of the core values at the credit union is pursuing growth and development and having this conversation with everyone today will truly bring that to the forefront. Awesome, so what does it mean to be authentic in the workplace? We'll start with you, Jennifer. Um, So I think being authentic in the workplace is being able to come to work 100% who you are without fear of judgment or um, you know scrutiny or ridicule or anything like that and just and being comfortable in that you will be accepted and and being comfortable in your skin and doing that I really think that when people are inauthentic we have to talk about how that brings less happiness lost opportunities less collaboration and truly brings to the forefront more frustration denial and blaming Really, authenticity, I think, at its core is managing your emotions and being confident and communicating honestly. One of the things that I really enjoy about working at the credit union is I feel like we have a lot of honest conversations involving saying what you mean and respecting other people's feelings and needs. Uh, It really takes a lot of emotional intelligence and good communication skills. Awesome. So uh, is there a gap between who you are at work and who you are away at work? Yeah, I'll, I'll tackle that question. So 
I was, you know, taking some notes uh, between last night and this morning about what that gap looked like. So I think in my personal life, I would consider myself to be reserved, independent, uh, more vulnerable when I'm by myself and also more explorative versus being at work. I find myself to be encouraged to be more interdependent upon others. Um, there's obviously a lot more group dynamics here at the credit union and I'm less vulnerable at work. So that was kind of a big one. And it's like, why am I less vulnerable at work? And I think the difference is for me is that it's easier to create a safe zone and, and boundaries and be more vulnerable uh, in a more personable space. And sometimes I can feel like work isn't a uh, personable space right? Because we have these guidelines, we have just certain uh, social norms that we have to, you know, adhere to and, and trying to please people and maybe smile when we don't want to smile versus in my safe zone, I know I could be more authentic. Um, so that was kind of my take on like just having that gap between my personal life and my work life. What are your thoughts, Jennifer? Um, I, I don't think there's a, a big of a gap between my work self and my um, not work self <laughs> as much. I think as, I've, as I'm getting older, I am starting to care less, you know, what other people think and care so much how I'm, I'm being perceived. Um, but there's definitely a corporate mask that I feel like either society or just life in general has made me feel like I have to put on when I come at, come to work. And so I'm just learning more to kind of take that mask, mask off and let people see who I really am. Right. And I think spaces like this make me feel more comfortable to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, when we first opened and did introductions, Devante said, do y'all need to loosen up because y'all sound way too professional. <laughs> and I was thinking, what if we were all at my house? Right. And Brittany, you've hung out with me before and, you know, how we connect and, and how we, you know, uh, decipher conversation sounds a little bit different than it would at this very moment. Mm. So when you talk about that corporate mask and we talk about doing something in a private setting or at my place or something like that, like what is that gap of you being your authentic self outside of the workplace versus here at the credit union? I think I might be just a bit more subdued at work or just not as open because I just feel like growing up in a predominantly like white neighborhood, I just felt like I didn't want to come off as too loud or too black, so to speak, and to have that like target on me. So I feel like I have to be a certain way and just be like a, a dollar version of what Jennifer would be outside of work. More approachable. Yeah, exactly. More likable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I think I, as I'm getting older, as I quote unquote say, mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to care less about that and I'm just working more and just being myself. Mm. Do you mind if I tap into this question? <laughs> So I really appreciate one of the things that I know being authentic is to some people their hair and being a black woman uh, styling my hair was something that I did fear coming to the credit union. 
Uh, but I've learned over the years that, you know, I can't change the way that my hair grows out of my head. Another thing with expression, I really appreciate the credit union taking strides to hire individuals who may have teal or mermaid colored or rainbow colored hair. And in 20, I believe it was 2015, I came to the credit union and I remember I was so saddened, like I cried. I had to remove my piercings because originally we did not have in our employee manual that piercings were allowed. But the credit union went back, analyzed and made those changes. And now we accept, you know, a nose ring or a lip ring. And those are how I express myself. I love going home. I love being able to change out my jewelry and I feel like it is a strong part of who I am. And so when the credit union made those strides, I was just really proud that we were taking steps to allow people to express themselves and be their genuine selves at work uh, because those things can be really important to some people. Yeah, and to add to that, Brittany, the credit union is the first employer that I've been at since college that I've actually felt comfortable wearing my natural hair like for longer than a couple of days. And I don't feel like I have to rush to go get it done. Um, so I definitely uh, do appreciate that about the credit union. I only have one hairstyle, so I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Joel. <laughs> I remember, Prince, when you came to the credit union, you actually had dreads. Uh, that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Um, you had a little bit of a dread style kind of going with the lockness that you are taking on right now. So Yeah, I think I had more of a fro style. It was like a, a high top fro style. But um, before working at the credit union, I had, um, grew my hair out for eight years and I had dreads that were like past my shoulder. And there's something about this notion of becoming a, a grown up or uh, getting into the workforce where you feel like you have to kind of shave things down. You have to shave and minimize personality to fit in. And so reluctantly, I cut my hair, you know, and I think everyone can relate to this where it's like we all build a relationship with our hair. It's the first thing we probably look at when we get up in the morning because it's right on top of our head. So um, after I cut my hair off, um, I went through this small identity you know, transition and, and five, six years later, it's like I decided to do dreads again, you know, and I feel a lot more comfortable now. So Jennifer, you spoke about like the older we've gotten, the more mature we've gotten, more comfortable we've become that we just kind of let those things naturally unfold themselves because it's too difficult to, to maintain, to be honest. Yeah. To, it's too difficult to maintain not being authentic. It's exhausting. It's very so. exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I got little pokey things coming out of my head now because it feels natural, mm -hmm. you know, for me to do that. So Prince, I appreciate that you speak about identity. So can you, Juwan, talk about a time when you dealt with the pressure of not being yourself? What caused it and how did you overcome it? Yeah, so uh, I attended MSU uh, for my college years. Um, before my freshman year, I joined a program um, as a business student called Summer Business Institute. And there, you know, they, uh, they help business students learn how to interview, uh, learn what kind of classes that you would take while attending at MSU, um, and give you different tips and tricks as you're going along your college years. So it was a 
a week-long program, really intense, a lot of information. And by the end of the um, at, by the end of the week, you and a small group had to uh, uh, do a presentation to a room full of um, you know a room full of people that included family, that included um, uh, executives from businesses. So you know it was a really high pressure situation, um, and you know. As we were preparing our presentations, I realized that I was one of the weaker links in the group because, you know, of all the pressure of that week, you know, I, I just could not remember my lines. And um, during the last, uh, one of the last uh, practice sessions, um, you know, I was struggling again and I just kind of thought in the moment, you know, what can I do to, you know, be more myself. Uh, what can I do to get over this hump? So, you know, as I was starting to go through my lines and I, I felt myself losing focus, I cracked a joke in the middle of it. I got everybody to laugh, and for some reason that lightened my load. It, 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 um, it made me feel more comfortable, and suddenly I just remembered everything that I needed to talk about. Um, and you know, I think the uh, the presentation went well at the end uh, because I remember that moment of you know, even though I'm in a lot of pressure, I can still be myself. I can still kind of put my own spin on things uh, to make me feel more comfortable. Well, and I feel like you know, um, in scenarios, in the one you just described, where we're too involved with thinking about what everyone else thinks about us that we tend to lose sight or lose focus. And the moment you use humor or humility to break that, um, that, that fear of others judging you or that pressure of others judging you, then you're able to focus again. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So regarding authenticity, um, what steps do you think employers and employees can take to help reduce fears and increase happiness? Yeah, I'll, I'll try and tackle that. One of the things that I think could help reduce fears, and this is just from, from my personal perspective, okay? So I think employers can create time to walk and talk outdoor with employees. And I think what this will help with is removing the stigmas of what can be addressed in an office setting. Of course, the conversation still has to be professional, but I think taking walks outdoors, getting to know your employees a little bit better and doing it in an open space where just a free reign of thought can happen. And maybe you'll speak about, you know, a certain process or procedure that you need clarity on, but you also might want to share a little bit more information with your manager or your lead that allows you to just open up and be more authentic. So um, that was just one of my perspectives. I'll open it up to you guys. What do you guys think employers or employees can do to help uh, reduce fear in the workplace? I think just having employee, honestly, employee resource groups and having those groups and those spaces where you get to interact with people that not only look like you, but even though they don't look like you, share the same values and, and perspectives may, would make you feel more comfortable to just be yourself in the workplace. And I think just as we're doing here, pushing for more 
diversity and inclusion um, and, and who we hire in the workplace. Um, because the more I see people like myself around, the more I'm going to feel comfortable. And I see them being themselves, the more I'm going to feel comfortable to be myself as well. Um, and just for example, just to go back to the hair thing, I think I actually saw you in the call center with your hair out. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, that okay, they do that hair, so then I can go ahead and do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's things like that, where if you're seeing more people um, get to be themselves, you are going to feel comfortable being yourself. And I think groups like this and spaces like this promote that and help that. I really like that, that seeing someone be their authentic self mm -hmm. gives you uh, permission mm -hmm. in a way uh, to be your own authentic self right. and just how that, you know, ripple effects. What are your thoughts, Brittany? I really love our training at the credit union. So we put a lot of emphasis on be bold, be you, right? So we have a whole training dedicated to just being yourself. And I really enjoy that we're, you know, creating teams and, and spaces like Jennifer said to really discuss this so we have a whole diversity council there are not that many spaces that are that are taking these strides to introduce you know a council that's really working on diversity equity and inclusion and it's a strong mission here at the credit union to make sure everyone does feel included and belongs so that is a part of diversity equity and inclusion that is now kind of coming to the forefront but the belonging piece it's spaces like the african-american employee resource group where i really feel like i belong and i can be myself and that allows me to also come to the workplace be happy you know feel included and so i, I really love our groups i really love our trainings and councils and surveys there's so many things that the credit union is doing that makes me feel like i belong you know just just to add to that i think as an employee when i go to work i want to understand and be involved in the um the purpose of the organization right that's what we get paid to do that's what we get paid to align with there also has to be that purpose of going to work to engage with others. And so I think when you guys talk about the employee resource group, it's like, I wanna make sure when I go to work every day that I'm going to work to a team, right? We have those teams, whether it be call center, whether it be the branch life, but even within that team, you still have your core team, right? And I think as an adult, as I get older, I'm thinking about the dialogues we have with our members every day as it relates to finances as it relates to you know investments as it relates to loans and it's like i want to make sure when i'm coming to work that i can have those conversations with a core team of people and long term be able to be wealthy with those people right so you guys are cool people and you're obviously doing great work in the employee resource group but I hope this extends far beyond this setting and that we can have each other's best interests long-term, professionally, business-wise, right? And that's a part of that purpose in coming to work, not just for the organization, but also aligning ourselves to, to have our own best interests. Am I explaining that well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What are um, your thoughts? Yeah, and, you know, kind of almost a piggyback on that. Um, 
there was a time where, you know, kind of, it might be a little harder during the pandemic, but I really appreciate when our branch sometimes does after work activities. Um, there was a, a, a time where we, you know, were celebrating ourselves. So we um, visited, well, we took orders from a local business and we all ate at the park together. So, you know, it was a great bonding moment for the Central Park branch. And I think that that's one of the things that employers can do, um, you know, to help facilitate, you know, teams to come together, you know, sometimes out of work hours and, you know, get to know each other a little more, get to talk a little more freely. Um, and so that way you can feel a little more like yourself um, in and out of work. You sure love food here at the Credit Union. Our team had a big, uh, me and Jennifer were actually on the same management team for a while and we had a barbecue. We took the whole HQ basement and um, you know, we grilled steak and shrimp and had chicken. It was amazing. <laughs> and just, we all were allowed to, you know, talk at that same time and just get to know each other. I think that's really important when it comes to being yourself at work is just getting to know who you're working with yeah. and, and I think we do a, a good job with that and also getting to know different foods and local loyalty partners around here as we often do takeout orders and hope to get back to that soon. Invite me next time. <laughs> <laughs> I think hands down getting to know someone um, you know is best done over food. You know, it's the best way to build relationships. I miss that um, piece with the pandemic and everything. So besides food, yeah. Um, what are three changes you'd recommend to someone who feels like they aren't bringing their true self to work? Yeah, I can take this one. Um, so I think that, um, you know, just kind of looking at yourself and thinking, what is it? that you value with yourself out of work that you can bring into work. So just kind of looking for that inner piece of the puzzle that you would want to portray yourself in, you know, while you're working um, to make yourself feel more, you know, natural while you're, while you're in this space. Because, you know, uh, a lot of the times we work a lot more than we are at home. So just making that connection where you feel comfortable at work as you would at home, I think that will um, kind of give that peace on where you would start to, you know, feel like yourself while you're at work. Um, the second piece is communication. So like we were talking about with, you know, those speaking with those that you work with um learning about others learning having them learning about yourself you know that way you can know each other's as as co-workers but you know start to build friendships as well and i think the third piece is kind of challenge yourself to take on a project that you can express yourself with there was one time where at work we um we have these kind of goals that we want to accomplish as a team. One of those times I was kind of ahead a of a promotion that we were doing at the branch where we, we were trying to, as a team, 
see if we can accomplish those goals at the end. So I kind of put my spin on it where, you know, I'm a big fanatic of anime and video games. And I kind of base this uh, opportunity to use Pokemon as a way to uh, encourage everyone to do really well. So basically by the end of it, uh, each team, you know, probably had about five people and we would have an epic rock, paper, scissors battle where at the end of it, the last person, you know, the last group standing would win a prize. So, and I think it went really well and they got to know a little bit about me and my nerdiness and I got to know a little bit about everybody's rock, paper, scissors skills, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel vulnerable telling people that you liked or enjoy anime or wanted to use Pokemon as kind of a, uh, a way to kind of drive the promotion? Did you feel vulnerable about that or did you just kind of let it out the bag? You know, a little bit at first. Yeah, I tried not to get too nerdy with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, a range of employees, you know, of, of different ages and different experiences in life. Um, but it was also a way to connect with those that understood, um, had the same, similar interests as me. So, you know, you had those that were really excited and really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I uh, made it is so everybody could you know learn about what it is that in this case pokemon was and you know how it could be something that everybody can enjoy yeah nice i think just hearing you say that just reminds me that like if we really want to connect with people then we have to be vulnerable right and then also that we can always find a way to connect with somebody if we really really want to so nice job Joanne. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. I'll just add that one of the biggest pieces, us being all here today, has just reminded me that if you feel like you aren't being yourself, we now have six employee resource groups at the credit union that you can join and take a leadership role on. They will incentivize you for being a leader and it really is fun. You learn a lot about yourself, you learn a lot about others, and it's just been phenomenal to, to be able to, to be the vice president and see this group come to fruition and now maintaining and retaining and growing. And so I think one of the biggest pieces is to join a resource group and that will definitely, that will definitely take you to a level where I feel like you're, you're definitely yourself when you're spending as much time as you know we have together planning and coordinating and, and coming to do things like this. And, and being able to read each other's minds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there, there are times that, yeah. yeah, Prince, I feel like, you know, we've been doing this now for two and a half, yeah. going on two and a half years, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's nice. Uh, you know, in, my, in the back of my mind, if there's something that needs to be done, I'm like, oh, yeah, Brittany got this. Yeah, so that's, that's how it's a good feeling. All right, how do we take authenticity into the workplace to the next level? How do we take authenticity in the workplace to the next level? What does that look like? So when I think about authenticity in the workplace and really taking it to the next level, the most important aspect to me, I think personally, is just that we continually create brave spaces. So 
We read a Brave Space poem at the beginning of every African-American employee resource group meeting and so many people have reached out and said that's been so helpful to get me to share and open up. And I really think it fosters authenticity. I think it can be most challenging to be authentic because it isn't always conventional and you really can open yourself up to the possibilities for others to hurt you. But being brave, you can, it can be that much more rewarding than hiding your true self. I think it's really important to trust yourself, do what you know is right, and recognize your full potential. So I think we spoke of that earlier and, and how being authentic can foster, you know, even professionalism um, because you, you know, you're pursuing that growth and development. I also think that to take it to the next level, we have to live and work according to our core values like honesty and integrity. We know it takes courage to develop and preserve integrity. And I personally think people should analyze the daily choices they make and ask themselves, will that choice make them feel good about themselves the next day? So working on yourself is essential and doing small personal goal setting techniques like this can work uh, to change one thing at a time, which is much more realistic than trying to transform your entire life at once. And I think the most important thing is remembering that this is a lifelong journey. What about you, Jennifer? Um, what are your thoughts? I think the way we can take um, authenticity and the workplace to the next level is joining employee resource groups and being part of those um, safe spaces and brave spaces and you know being involved in any type of like diversity equity um, initiatives because I think as that grows diversity equity and inclusion um, is going to be even more woven into the fabric of the organization and once we all get to that level where we're all comfortable being ourselves that's just going to allow anybody that's coming in to feel more comfortable to be themselves as well at work. So I think we're on the right path to getting to that point um, by having these types of resources. I've always had this, um, this vision in my mind, which I think propels me in my personal life and also my work life. And it is this vision of having everybody in the world, all 7 billion people, hold hands at one time, right? and what that would look like and then what that would feel like, right? Because that's a lot of energy and that's a lot of people, right? And to me, that is a, uh, it's an idea that most likely will never ever happen. But nonetheless, it's the idea that makes me, um, it makes me want it. It makes me desire that. And that makes me become more authentic because I don't know how many people have had that idea before, right? But I know people think about beauty and unity and being authentic in their own way, right? And so by having that image in my head, it allows me to, um, it allows me to, to keep a momentum towards authenticity because it's my idea. And whether it's tangible or not, it's like I can always continue to work toward that. And I think that's what authentic is. I mean, I think, you know, we're all sitting in this room right now and we want to be our authentic, our authentic selves. But there's still this judgment it just comes because that's how we are as a society. Right. And 
through maturing and through different friend groups and through different you know dialogues we try and remove some of those attachments and some of those labels but it's an ongoing process and never say never it could happen you could start with one city and one state before you know it <laughs> well and, and <laughs> do something like that <laughs> yeah it, you know and then it sometimes it's just taking a big idea and bringing it down to a smaller scale i mm -hmm. think when we talk about authenticity it's like we want everyone to be authentic right and then it's like it really comes back to doing interpersonal work yeah. of like finding who you are removing those labels removing those attachments removing your domestication you know um finding that person that you can go to and be like uh, i trust you enough to rip me apart right like that's being authentic and sometimes we want that um sugar-coated response so yeah those are my thoughts any other thoughts i'd say um those little icebreakers that you may do when you first get into work, really find those that may have similar interests that you do, you know, easy question, you know, what is your favorite movie? Mm -hmm. You know, try to find... Waterboy. <laughs> try to find someone else who might like Waterboy, you know, maybe they might find that as a favorite movie or maybe they don't like that movie, but then you guys kind of talk about it and, you know, discover new things about... Um, different interests and topics that you may not have otherwise had. I don't know if any of you has done it, but I would encourage you to do a coffee chat. So I met with someone in physical security recently and I was able to pick up information that I'm personally a traveler and so we just discovered things that we had similar goals. So I would encourage everyone if you haven't already, it's, it's a great way to get to know someone that you may have never interacted with at the credit union. So. Shout out to Grant for giving me some great tips on traveling and would recommend if you haven't already to, to do so if you're an employee here. How'd you set that up? Through Rise. And, and now, now it's time, time for, for the, the CU Spotlight. Spotlight. At MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union, we are always looking for ways to educate individuals on the importance of smart money management. WalletWatch is one of the great ways that we're able to do that. But if you'd like to learn more, we have additional resources that you are able to utilize for free. Financial 4.0 is a free app and website that offers users access to their own personalized budget tracker, financial quizzes, published articles, weekly tips, and more. It's a fun and interactive way to learn about money and take control of your finances. If you're interested in learning more, visit financial40.org or find us in your app store by searching Financial 4.0 for MSU or Financial 4.0 for OU. Wallet Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Amanda Kahn, Devante Montgomery, and me, Lindsay Morgan. Our executive producers are Whitney Anderson Harrell and Lauren Kalarzik. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this podcast at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.